0: And um, Ty's been doing an introduction on theolo- theology proper on God, and I think he's going to come back next week, uh, or in a few weeks, to talk about, um, to, to reiterate some of the points he made last week. Where we're going as a as a, as a Sunday school class, um, we're going to look at some non-biblical views today of, of theism, which is under the greater umbrella, and then I think after theism, we'll probably go into bibliology about the Bible, uh, why we believe the, the Bible is the Word of God, the inspiration of Scripture, that, that type. So over the next three or four weeks, things are going to be um, a little different because of uh, Sunday school and Christmas and, and New Year's and stuff like that, so um, we'll work through this. Um, the uh, topic today is the non-biblical views of theism and um There's a story uh, that many of you have heard, Dr. Keith Kessler used to tell it, it's of the Treasury Department training men and women on how to detect counterfeit money, and it said that they would train the agents with real money and not counterfeit money. And so um, the reason goes that if you know everything about true currency, you will be able to spot a counterfeit as soon as you see it. So that's one side of the coin. So some people say, well, why even study these non-biblical worldviews? What, what is the purpose in it? Um, and so uh, the uh, Apostle Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, he says, Be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And one of the reasons we under, we study things like this is so we understand what the schemes of the devil are, that there are false religions and false views, even some of them masking under Christianity. And then uh, Paul goes on to say, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may, may be able to stand in that evil day. And having done all to stand, you can stand firm. And so one of the reasons we look at non-biblical views is so we understand what the devil's scheme is, and so we can be prepared when we run into uh, to that. On the other side, uh, to, to make that point, um, there's many stories told about the World War II general uh, George Patton, it was said that he would spend hours studying battle strategies and campaigns of his enemies. So there's the other side. You want to know what your enemy's doing. You want to know what what the other side is. Uh, Here's an interesting quote. Someone called Patton the most German general there was. He knew more about the German strategies than the Germans themselves. So um, that's kind of the position I'm taking today. Uh, Some of these non-biblical views are held by our neighbors, our co-workers, those that we socialize with, some of our family members, and some, believe it or not, by professing uh, believers. Um, So although these views really aren't mentioned specifically in the Holy Scriptures, uh, we see that the Word of God does have some things to say about several of these views. So uh, with that said, we'll launch in. I'm going to look at six of them. I think we can make it through today time, is it, um, yeah, we should be able to get through, the athe- atheistic view, the agnostic, the pantheist, polytheist, dualistic, and the deist, so we'll kind of work our way through each one, uh, and um, do the best we can, the first view is the atheist view, uh, the word atheist is made up of the Greek word theos, or uh, th- uh, we would see, if you took the the, the th- Theistic, it would be theos, which means God, and then when you put a in front of it, it negates it, so it becomes no God. Um, We use the word like moral or amoral in our society, and so uh, that's the idea. The prefix uh, negates it, Uh, and so uh, as Ty taught us last uh, week, the theist is one that believes in a personal God who is both transcendent and eminent. That is, he's above, but he's personal in a sense. And so that's what we understand the theistic view to be. Uh, in the broadest sense, um, that applies to all non-Christian religions. But in a restricted sense, it applies to uh, the the- these, uh, these groups that call themselves atheists. And so within the atheist group, there's not even agreement about what atheists are and who they are. Uh, and so there's three specific groups uh, we'll look at uh, practical atheism, dogmatic atheism, and virtual atheism. So if you have any comments or questions, this isn't meant to be uh, uh, comprehensive in any form at all, but we're going to just... So we're familiar with these views. We're familiar with what our neighbors think and what um, what our coworkers think. Many of these views, by the way, are held by brilliant people, which is, which is the interesting thing, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, from an IQ standpoint... Uh, they are brilliant. It reminds us, Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Uh, we're also reminded that 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man, the unbeliever, receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto them, and they are foolish, spiritually discerned. So there is a sense in which the unbeliever is responsible, but yet there's a sense in which they can't. They, they are held bound captive by their own sinfulness. So, again, if you have any questions, comments, raise your hands, interrupt, uh, I, I, I want to address these. The practical atheists, they are those that say all religion is fake or unnecessary. You might hear phrases like, religion's just a crutch. Uh, I worked for a guy one time, and he was an atheist. Um, and uh, he thought that uh, he, was, he liked me because I was making him money, but he also didn't like the fact that I was a believer. And one time, uh, uh, a tree fell on his mother's house here in Cincinnati. And uh, anyway, it fell from the neighbor's house, and the uh, insurance he had to pay for it. Bryce, what is that called? You remember? It's called an act of God. And all of a sudden, he became a, he became a, you know, he claimed his insurance company. He goes, well, that's an act of God. I said, well, I thought you were an atheist. Well, he, he liked the fact that. So anyway, uh, that's what you're dealing with, uh, So these people, uh, they're really indifferent to the God. They live and act as if there's no God. Uh, They certainly don't believe there's a God in whom they are responsible. Uh, They just basically live as if there's no God. Uh, Jeremiah 2.13 says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewed out systems for themselves, broken systems that can hold no water. And so many, uh, sometimes people become... Professing believers, and then you'll hear they turn to atheism. They walk away. They they know the truth, but they refuse to uh, hear it. Um, Since uh, there's no God, there's really no right or wrong, which is very interesting uh, in our society. Uh, This might uh, well be the group that's taken over our college campuses today, uh, the postmodern view. Uh, they would not necessarily call themselves atheists, but they certainly uh, act as as atheists. The idea that there's no real truth, uh, and, and so you often hear that, uh, or what you believe is your belief, or there's really no way to know truth. And So uh, there are atheist, atheistic people. Uh, maybe they'll call themselves, but they act like it. Then there's the dogmatic atheists. These are men and women that openly profess atheism. Um, You may find such people um, in any walk of life. Uh, uh, From a government perspective, uh, communism was certainly open uh, atheism or dogmatic atheism. Uh, They considered um, religion an opioid, I think, was a term for the people. And so uh, communism had its roots in uh, in atheism uh, and vice versa. Um, The uh, You may find amongst dogmatic atheists open hostility to those that speak of God and his work. So they're a little more um, open. Uh, Christopher Hitchens, he's written a book called God is Not Great, How Religion Poisons Everything. So these people are really anti-Christian. You have the the practical, but then you have the dogmatic that are more uh, uh, attacking Some uh, dogmatic atheist that you may be familiar with, Richard Dawkins, the British biologist, um, he once said, listen to this quote, the Judeo-Christian God, if he did exist, would be regarded by every right-thinking person as a moral monster. So um, these are, again, Dawkins, what a mind he had, you know, a great uh, IQ, if you took an IQ test, you couldn't even compare it with ours and yet uh, these are the type of people that we're dealing with. Um, They would, uh, some other people, Woody Allen, a comedian and film director, was uh, certainly uh, a dogmatic atheist. uh, Comedian George Carlin you might be familiar with. Uh, German philosopher Karl Marx. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Uh, I found Andrew Carnegie, uh, the the steel magnet that... uh, made probably one, at one time the richest man in the world um, or one of the richest, wealthiest men in the world. Carnegie said, I don't believe in God. My God is patriotism. And then he goes on to say, teach a man to be a good citizen and you've solved the problems of life. And so uh, these people, even though they were brilliant, wealthy, uh, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they have foolishness unto them. So we see it in our society uh, today. Um, probably the most famous uh, is uh, the, the Madeline Murray O'Hare. Some of you that are older know the name there. Um, she was the activist, atheist. She's the founder of the American Atheist Society. In the 1960s, she fought mandatory school prayer in public schools, fought it all the way to Supreme Court and, and won, um, and... Um, so uh, the, uh, she was probably, uh, like I said, for, for most of us, the most famous. God's word said in Psalms 14, 1, The fool says in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none that does good. So uh, on one side we have people that are um, brilliant, great thinkers, part of our society, there's a sense in which, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, we are, uh, for for by grace are you saved through faith not unto yourselves of it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. There's a sense in which we as Calvinists, as it were, understand that these people can't believe. They're, they can't. They're not they are they're, but they're held accountable for their for their anti-god views. They are anti-god and um, you know Romans 5, uh, we went through this before, uh, because of Adam's sin, we're all held responsible. yet the natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit of God until the Spirit of God enlightens them. So there's a, a sense in which, I don't want us to feel sorry for these people, but I want us to be appreciative of what the grace of God has given to us, what, what we have been given. Because, quite frankly, if it wasn't for God's grace, we would be heading down this same path of non-biblical worldviews. And so, um, anyway, um, there are, hold on time, just one minute. Uh, They would define, there's a virtual atheist, and these are men and women who hold to principles inconsistent with a belief in God. Many naturalists would fall into this category. They would define God in abstract terms. See if these terms sound familiar. Uh, They define God as energy, force, personified reality. You may have heard that term. Uh, They also may call God the unknown cause. You hear that in science sometime. Uh, I think the phrase Mother Earth uh, is one of those phrases that would show that these people are atheists. Um, certainly virtual atheism is prevalent around uh, and through uh, evolutionists. Um, they would explain the existence of the universe apart from a creator God. Uh, there's an interesting group of evolutionists that call themselves uh that call themselves uh, design evolutionists, uh, and we'll maybe we'll take that up at a different uh, uh, time, but um, they certainly don't des- uh, they certainly don't describe and define God in orthodox terms, uh, and so um, that's the atheist. Tom, do you have a comment? Yeah. Uh, and her son did. I, she was actually murdered, I believe. Is that, is that right? I thought she was murdered. Yeah, her son did become a believer, um, which is, there's the grace of God, right? So, Bob? I... I would say they may fall in the agnostic, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, that um, you know, it, it, that's one of those. That's one of those categories where you just, they kind of fit into a couple of different ones. Um, you know, they certainly deny God, but not in the sense that open atheism would. So maybe they, maybe they would say that there is really. Uh, a, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. The agnostic. Tim, did you have a question? Yeah. She said it's a muscle and a pump. Is that correct? Yeah. We figured out how does this thing work? Yeah. You know, and your mom almost ninety-five years old, we did a calculation, her heart beat almost three billion times. Yeah. So what I mean what's what's causing that other than an outside force, you know, the body alone is is evidence enough that there is a God. Yeah. the, 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 the design creationist and evolutionist. The Design evolutionists would say, and we'll talk about this. There is a God, probably fall down here in the deist category more than anything. But yeah, we talked yesterday. That our, our doctor said, "Your mom's heart is a is a is a muscle." And I looked at my brother. I said, "My leg's a muscle, and it's not beating." You know, what makes your muscle? What makes that beat? It's, of course, it has to be God, right? But you know, the atheists say there is no God. How does life come about? Spontaneous. I guess, or generation. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, again, they're responsible, but we've been given grace. So, keep those two perspectives in, in light here. Let's look at the agnostic uh, view. The word agnostic comes from the Greek, Gnosis, G N O S I S. We get the word Gnostic in, in, uh, that uh, the Apostle John was writing against in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. It means to know or to have knowledge, and so when you place the letter A in front of it, or there's a prefix, it makes it a negative, so uh, the same as atheist. The agnostic would say that knowledge is relative and therefore uncertain, Uh, kind of what Bob was talking about. I think this is more falls into that category. The Greek philosopher Aristotle would have been considered agnostic. Um, The agnostic uh, would say that nothing is true except what can be scientifically proven, uh, it, this is really interesting here. Uh, the agnostic might say uh, to note that some agnostics hold to the theory of evolution, but with no scientific proof, uh, which is really interesting because they said that they, uh, they believe that um, nothing is true except what can be scientifically proven, but then they turn around on the other side and believe in evolution, which, of course, can't be the agnostic might say things like, because you have a building, there's really no scientific proof that that building had a builder. Uh, they would look at things. Ty's going to talk about the reason why we believe in God, the ontological and the uh, theological views in a couple weeks again. But there's, they would look at uh, a building and say, well, it's there, but there's no proof that somebody built it. Does that make sense? That's, well, it doesn't make sense, but anyway, that's kind of the view uh, they would reject any kind of special revelation. Uh, one commentator wrote that agnostics seem to have a false humility by claiming a lack of knowledge to know God. However, they show their arrogant nature by the denial of rational proof. So on one hand, they say you can't know God, but on the other hand, here's the creation, here's God's creation, and they would deny it because of uh, there's no really... Uh, it's rational, but they would deny that rational proof. Uh, turn with me to Romans a minute. Romans 1. Uh, again, these are familiar verses because we just went through them in the last year. But I, I remind you to see how this fits into this context, uh, especially those that reject um, uh, revelation here. Um, the, uh, Paul says here in Romans 1, 18, Through 21, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of the man who suppressed the truth of unrighteousness. Because what can be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made. Even his eternal power and his Godhead. Notice this. They were without excuse. And he says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts, and they were darkened. I think that describes the agnostic. You know, you can look at creation uh, and see um, that there is no, uh, and, and come to the conclusion there's no creator. Uh, the word agnostic, uh, uh, or to know, In verse 20 there is the word gnosis, uh, we get our word gnostic from. Uh, The Bible tells us that God's eternal power are clearly seen. Um, So uh, some agnostics you may be familiar with. Uh, It's said that millionaire Warren Buffett, inventor Elon Musk, uh, which is kind of interesting. I don't know where Musk is. He's all over the place. Uh, But there's, again, a brilliant man wealthy, beyond belief, but rejects God. Ted Turner, if you're familiar with Ted Turner, Turner Broadcasting Company, um, again, in review, the atheist would claim there's no God. The agnostic would claim that if there is a God, he can't be known. So is that clear between the two the differences there? One says there's no God. The other one says there may be a God, but he really can't be known. Um, and it goes back to transcendence and eminence that... I talked about last week. All right, the pantheist, uh, this is, uh, we get the Greek word pan, uh, which means all, and theos, which means God. So you put them together, and you get pantheism, all gods. There's a whole bunch of gods. Uh, the, 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 theosin, the, uh, the commentator that we're using, uh, says pantheism is a theory of, which holds that all finite things are merely aspects, modifications, or parts of one eternal and self-existing being. They regard God as one with nature, universe, and their motto would be God in all and all in God. And so they would see everything as being part of God and God as being part of everything. The biblical view, of course, is God is separate, transcendent in that sense. And so... Uh, God is everywhere, but he's not in the pew. He's not in the tree. He's not in, uh, in matter, but he's everywhere. Um, the pantheists uh, see sin as an unavoidable weakness. They don't really know what to do with sin. It's here, uh, but it's a weakness. Uh, they don't really see a condemnation of God against sin uh, you would find uh, many pantheists would say, well, and maybe reincarnation. There's really no condemnation. You may there's an eternal sense as far as a hell uh, is concerned. Uh, there's materialistic pantheists. Uh, they hold that matter is the is the cause of all life and mind. Uh, Some of the persuasions believe that matter is eternal and life came from spontaneous generation. They can't explain how things were created, so they come up with this theory, well, it just happened. Well, isn't that nice? Um, But um, you see this. Uh, There's uh, the neutralist. They hold that the ultimate reality is neither mind or matter. This group would say uh, there's one substance but two attributes in God, and that would be mind and matter. Everything is made up of two basic substances, mind and matter, and that is how they would define uh, God in that sense. And there's the idealist or the idealism uh, under pantheistic uh, views. The basic teaching here is that everything exists only in the mind, and this theory uh, uh, it becomes absurd when you think about the fact that you have to have a mind in order for something to exist. So if they argue that really there's mind and matter, you, you, if, you <laughs> if everything exists in the mind, then something the mind must exist, right? You have to have a mind uh, in for something to exist. Um, you can also conclude that other people um, and uh, that uh, this is really an absurd view, as it were, um, we read these uh, words in John uh, 1, 6 through 18. He says, There is a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light and that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness of the light. This is the God of, of, of our, the New Testament, Jesus Christ. And then he says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God, as opposed to the pantheistic view uh, uh, that there is uh, all these gods, we are told that that God put on flesh, he he became incarnate, and he dwelt among us. And it says here, and we be held as glory as a son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So that's the God that we worship, that's the uh, antithesis as it were, uh, the pantheistic view, um, the um, Bible says as a result of the fall, every man is dead and trespasses in trespasses and sin. A uh, pantheist would don't believe in the condemnation of a holy God. Uh, they would see the potter and the clay as one. So if you would picture a potter and the clay they would not be too separate as we would see it. There's a God that makes, uh, that makes things. They would see that God, this Potter and Eclair are the same thing, that God is in both of them. Um, and uh, there's an interesting, uh, some pantheists that you may uh, recognize, uh, David Thoreau, uh, Henry David Thoreau, the American author, uh, poet Walt Whitman. Frederick Nietzsche, the German philosopher. And here's an interesting one. Uh, Bob, you'll find this interesting. Frank Frank Lloyd Wright um, was considered to be a pantheist, uh, which is interesting. His quote was Ugliness was the idea, was his idea of sin. Anything that was ugly was sinful. Um, Interesting uh, philosophy. But again, brilliant people, Uh, many that belong to the pantheistic. Uh, movement you might find in the Unitarian uh, church or universalist movement. Um, There's even some ministers uh, that uh, fall under this group. Uh, And so um, we are told there is a God. He's sovereign over all. He is not matter, but he's spirit. Um, He's the creator of all matter. And Genesis tells us in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The potter and the clay are not the same. They are distinct, and one is uh, has all authority. One is subject to that authority. So, again, uh, on the pantheistic view, any, any thoughts, comments? I know some of this gets a little deep, but I think it's good for us to see how people get convoluted at times um, in their thoughts. Ty? Ty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's here's this creation. How to get here? Come up with something, right? How to get here? Didn't just it, it just didn't happen? Yeah, but basically, better say you're better off to say it doesn't exist at all, right? It just like uh, well, maybe uh, the, the uh, other religions, but yeah, that's basically it. So uh, they just deny it. Um, Any other thoughts? Yes. Well, there is an arrogance, certainly, about them, right, and some of that is. I was just making the point of, from an IQ standpoint that, you know, that, that's I, – I have a saying. There's a lot of smart people that are dumb, and, and really this is, kind of falls into that. Do you have a comment? Yeah, and it's right in front of them, right? Yeah, Paul says their eyes were blinded, yeah. All right, well, we've got a couple more to run through here. Polytheism, um, the word polytheist comes from the Greek word poly, which means many, and theos, with many gods. So it's pretty simple, there's many gods. Um, we get the term uh, the this type of false view goes all the way back to the beginning of time uh, when we see men and women worshiping uh, sun, moon, stars, air, water. All the way back in Genesis at the, gar- at the uh, Tower of Babel, we have this whole idea. And then and, and early on, uh, they were carving themselves uh, these uh, sculptures and, and false gods uh, early on in, in Genesis. Um, Isaiah, we read. Um, let's just. Uh, it, well, we won't. Let me just read this. Isaiah is really interesting. Um, if you want to turn there, uh, just read this quickly. Isaiah forty four. Um, we read these words uh, from Isaiah, and this is the absurdity of it. But it happens all the time. Um, Isaiah four forty four says, "A man cuts down a cedar for himself and takes the cypress and the oak." He secures it for himself amongst the trees of the forest. He plants a pine, and the rain nourishes it. Then it shall be for a man to burn, for he will take some of it and warm himself. Notice this. He kindles it. He bakes bread with it. Indeed, he takes another portion and makes a god and worships it. So and this is the absurdity. You can read the rest of it if you want. We don't have time. But Isaiah says, here's a man. He plants a tree. It grows. It grows. He cuts it down, he warms himself, he puts some in an oven and bakes it, but then he takes the rest of it and he carves himself out of God, and then he worships that God. Again, uh, this is is absurd but crazy. Uh, Exodus 20 reminds us, You shall have no other God before me, one of the Ten Commandments. You shall make no carved images or likeness of anything in heaven and earth. Uh, and so uh, we won't take time to look at the polytheists, but they basically uh, you might find this in Hinduism uh, and, uh, and uh, Buddhism, uh, Confucianism, uh, Shintoism. Some African religions would have this. Um, even the American Indians uh, were probably polytheists in some of theirs. The motto of the polytheists would be all religion leads to the same place. It really doesn't matter. There's a bunch of gods, and so it really doesn't matter which god, they're all going to lead there to some place. And then the fifth one is this dualistic view. Uh, This theory teaches that there's two distinct substances or principles. In ethics, we would call uh, this good or evil. In religion, we would call this God and Satan. There's basically two powers, God over here, Satan over here. Uh, Some teach that God and Satan are both eternal Uh, Of course, God's holy word tells us that that's not true. Uh, They are certainly not eternal and not equal. Um, Scripture tells us that Satan was created by God. Uh, But in a dualistic view, uh, it arose in the first century. Uh, It actually came out of Gnosticism. Uh, And this is a Gnostic's attempt to solve the problem of evil by suggesting that there's two gods. They didn't know what to do with this, uh, with evil, how did evil come about? And that's a whole other story. So they came up with this idea of having two different gods, one, uh, both, uh, both equal, as it were, but one good and one equal, uh, evil. Uh, God wins some battles. Sometimes Satan wins some battles. Uh, whoever wins comes, becomes stronger uh, for a period of time. Uh, and, of course, this is in stark contrast to God's holy word uh, that we understand genesis three fifteen right off the bat uh, the we are told in the first gospel that Satan would crush the heel of of the one to come, which would be Christ, but what would happen? what would Christ do? He would crush his head right there there's no dualistic view here uh, in the scriptures um, in revelation twenty verse ten. Here's what the, the Bible says will happen to Satan. And, uh, and he says here, uh, the scripture says, um, the devil or Satan who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. There's none equal to God There's no dualism. There's no Satan that's just as powerful. Uh, It's interesting to me that some Christians fall into this view. Um, uh, They may not call themselves dualist or dualistic, but here's what you'll hear. Uh, You'll hear this teaching like this. Some will say Satan and God, they struggle over the eternal souls of men, and that it is man to cast a deciding vote. That's a dualistic view. Uh, that's certainly not what the Scripture says, right? Salvation is a gift of God, and man is responsible to believe. But it's not God and Satan fighting over the souls of men, and somewhere along the line, hopefully, uh, man makes the choice. Um, the uh, the are certainly our script study in Romans. You've seen that to be a false view uh, that. Man is responsible, all sinned in Romans 3, Romans 5, uh, by one man sin entered the world and death through sin, so that all men stand condemned under Adam, uh, Romans uh, 9, 10, and 11 for sure teach us of God's sovereign electing grace, and, uh, and we see this opposed to dualism, um, It is not Satan is more powerful, Uh, it is because of Jesus um, that we have victory. Uh, John 10 reminds us of that clearly. uh, My father has given them to me. That's how men and women come to Christ. You don't believe because you are not my sheep. Not because Satan and Christ are fighting over the souls of men. And then the sixth non-biblical view, we'll close with this, the deistic view. Uh, Deism comes from the Latin deus, Uh, D-E-U-S. So all the rest of them come kind of from the Greek. This is from the Latin. Uh, Here's a definition. Deism is a philosophical position that asserts that empirical reason and observation of nature of the natural world, exclusively logical, reasonable, and sufficient to determine the existence of a supreme being. So the deist would, opposed to the agnostic, they would look and say, there's got to be something. There's a building, there must be a builder. And so um, that that's the deist view. Uh, the deist believe that God exists in the created world, but he doesn't interfere with creation. We'll talk about that in a minute. They deny the Trinity, the inspiration of the Bible, the deity of Christ, miracles and any supernatural act of redemption or salvation. They would say that God doesn't intervene even in salvation of men. Um, You can take time, we're out of time here to look at 1 Corinthians 1, it is Christ that created the world. It is Christ that sustains the world. It is not that God just Turned, created the world, and turned it loose. It is held together, sustained by the very hand of Christ. Um, it's uh, Deism became popular in the 1700s, grew in popularity through the 1800s and early 1900s. Uh, there's still deism views today. You find it in the Unitarian movement. Uh, sometimes you hear the term Christian deism, uh, and that seems to be popular. Um, this was the view probably held by our, some of our founding fathers, uh, uh, John Adams, uh, Benjamin Franklin, our, our third president, Thomas Jefferson, was certainly would fall under this deistic category. They would say there is a God. They would say that God has moral principles that we should live under, that, that creation has moral principles, but would deny that God interferes with the affairs of men or God is control over the fears of men or over the affairs of men. Uh, the Bible believing Christians. We would reject deism because we believe there is a special revelation. What is that? The word of God, right? We believe in special revelation. Uh, we believe in miracles that God created the world, but he did miracles uh, through Jesus uh, and so God uh, also exercises providential care. The Deists would say, God made this watch. They don't deny that. He would take, he would wind the watch up, if you could still wind the watch, and he would throw it out into space. And whatever happened, happened. And of course, we understand that that's a non-biblical view. And so uh, we reject that also. Uh, we would bow our knee to sovereign God. So. If you have any questions, I know we went through this quick. I hope it was somewhat profitable to us to get an idea of what people believe that uh, have not uh, come to the Christian faith. So if you have any thoughts or questions, see me afterwards. I'll be glad to talk to you about them. So thank you.